self-help, relationship help, business help, and sometimes just no damn help at all. But we're always here to have fun. They call me the game changer and the real deal, but I'm not a cliche. Just call me Casey. It's my favorite day. It's ABBA. Honey, I'm still free. Take a chance on me. Do you know that one, Stacy? I do, but I'm not singing it, baby. You go ahead. So how many times did we watch uh, Mamma Mia this summer? A few. A few. One and two. Uh, the question of the day is, as the saying goes, do you bet on yourself or against yourself? Hmm. So as you look back in your history of running your business or actually just running your life, did you always walk into circumstances where you were like, I got this, I'm going to do this? Or were you always questioning yourself? And what changed that changed you from being questioning yourself to being betting on yourself? See, I'm a bad person to ask because I unfortunately have the philosophy, good or bad, right? Um, that I can do anything. Right. Anything so, you can do, I can do better. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I think the challenge is I say yes. Right. And then I figure it out because I think, well, I can do that. Absolutely. It can't be that hard. So, yeah. So it's hard for me to think back to a day that I now, granted, back in school, I didn't have the confidence and all of that stuff. But when I started my business, I'm like, yeah, I can do that. But what changed? How did you get there? How did you one day... You know, I mean, everyone, I think everyone in high school pretty much questions, you know, if they can do something or public school, whatever, you can do something. But what changed that? Um, do you even know? Do you remember what changed? Well, I know when I, I think it was more of a university experience. Um, I got involved with leading Frosh Week and I kind of came into my own. So, you know, when you're up on stage in front of thousands of freshmen or Frosh, mm -hmm. we called them. Um, and I realized that, you know what, I am a person who can give experience. I am a person who can do this. So I kind of forced myself to prove it to myself. Right. And then it was successful. So when you're on stage in front of thousands of people and you're dancing yeah. to songs <laughs> and you're getting them going, you realize that you kind of have something here. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. It, and it, it, it's, I think a lot of listeners are, you know, still in the same boat in terms of, you know, they're, they still question themselves and they're like, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I have the, you know, capability. I don't have the money. I don't have the knowledge. And I think um, a lot of that comes from, I think, the way most people were raised, you know, years ago. And we were, you know, we didn't question at school. We didn't, you know, we um, did what we were told. <laughs> Which is true. And you thought if you didn't act a certain way or do do a certain thing, then, um, you know, you were out of line. Let's put it you that way. You might be thrown in jail. <laughs> you might be thrown in jail is correct. So, and I think, you know, I, I look back at, at going to school and I was very, very quiet, extremely shy. I'm never talked, um, shockingly, never spoke. Sorry, what was that? I know. And now I teach speaking for a living and I'm on stages all over the world. But the truth is I was very painfully shy. I tell the story when I'm teaching speaking, but essentially, you know, one day the um, in public school, my parents were called into the school office and they were worried that I was being abused because I never spoke. And uh, so my parents were like, we don't understand, you know, she's, you know, she's just quiet. And they were like, no, it's not, 
normal for somebody never to speak, never to volunteer. And they asked if, you know, if they had any other kids that were the same. And, and my parents said, well, yeah, we have her brother, Tom. And they looked at her, my parents, and they're like, Tom is her brother. Well, you know, geez, he was a polar opposite. And like, no wonder she never speaks because she never has a chance to speak. <laughs> That's her brother. <laughs> Funny. So, I mean, I grew up thinking that I don't know why I just didn't really speak. I didn't have a ton of confidence, but I didn't have a lack of confidence either. I just don't really remember, um, you know, feeling like I could do things. I think I felt because my parents worked seven days a week, I was forced to just do things. Like I was forced to do things. I was forced to learn things. English wasn't their first language. So there was no one to ask for homework help. There was no one to, um, you know, take me places I needed to, to be taken because they were working. So when you're in that position, you figure things out, right? So you have no choice but to bet on yourself. So I, I like to kind of tell people, um, you know, if you didn't have a choice, can you figure it out? I think when you don't have a choice, you're forced to figure it out. Right. Because that opportunity or the decision is sort of taken away from you. And so you're forced to um, think to yourself, I have to bet on myself. I have no choice. But if you get, if you give yourself an out, that's the problem, right? If you give yourself an out, then of course you don't have to bet on yourself because you can just say, oh, I don't have the experience. Oh, I don't have the knowledge, right? Um, you know, a good example for me is um, I remember, you know, when you had to do speeches at school and everyone would be like, you'd go home and your parents would be like, oh, my God, I hate doing speeches, right? Oh, I feel so bad for you because it's so, it's so nerve wracking, et cetera, et cetera. But when my kids, I didn't never wanted to give them that. So when my kids came back from school and said, I have to do a speech, my first thing out of my mouth was, oh, my God, you're so lucky. That's so awesome. What are we going to talk about? Because I wanted them to understand that, you know, they could do anything. And it was the experience was fun and uplifting and, and it could be really cool. So I think that's the difference. We have to teach our kids to always bet on themselves, right? Um, and I think a lot of the millennials have learned that, right? They've learned that um, their parents have well, maybe on maybe excessively, as we talked about in one of our other shows, maybe excessively in terms of, you know, no, we don't, Stacy and I both don't like participation ribbons. <laughs> no. So, so, you know, betting on yourself is a little different than just participating. Yes. I think, uh, I know when I grew up, uh, my dad didn't say, you know, the gender roles weren't, were, you know, he taught me about cars. He taught right. me how to use tools. He taught me, he's like, there's no reason why you can't just do anything that you want. So right. thankfully that was also ingrained in me uh, right from the beginning, which is really cool. But I also think in the kids today, they don't have the same worry about no. what people think because their willingness to put themselves out there publicly on exactly. social media through all the apps that they have, it's a different philosophy. Totally. They're, they're like, hey, you know, can I get on camera and will you record this and will you record that? In yeah. the meantime, when I was that age, I would have begged for the world to swallow me up before yeah. I would ever speak in front of a class. Yeah, and I think in the... In, in um, back in the day, back in the day, um, I think also, you know, um, if anyone had a learning disability or or something else, they were labeled, right? And it was like a bad thing to have. And now like half the people in high school have IDP programs, right? 
that they're on and they've they, they know what their disability is and they everybody gets it. Like they all know and it's not a big deal. It's just like, oh, I learn differently. This is what how I learn. This is and so they are um they're okay with it and therefore it doesn't hold them back. But, you know, back in the old days <laughs> in the eighteen hundreds. In the eighteen hundreds, if you were told you had a learning disability, you were labeled and, and told, Well, you can't really do a lot like certain things in life, right? Well, they were also segregated from the rest of the school population yeah. and they were given opportunities that were much lower in the expectation world, right? right? So, of course, they were going to go through life and going, well, I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah, fascinating. Whereas, no, actually you can and you can probably do it better than some. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, I think um, that that whole, you know, excuse of, you know, well, I don't have the experience, I don't have the knowledge, et cetera, is long gone as well. And you don't even have to have money anymore because the truth is you can learn everything you need to on YouTube. (laughs) So, um, you know, and I, I get asked the question all the time, even in, in my home, people are always coming to me and go and saying, you know, well, how do you know that? And I always answer the same way. I don't know. I just, if I find a problem, and I think you're the same, Stacy. if I find something I don't know how to do, I just look it up, right? So, you know, if I need to fix the toilet, I look it up on YouTube and guess what? There's some guy on the other side telling me how to fix the damn toilet, <laughs> But I think that's also because you have the confidence to know that you can follow the instructions. You have the basic knowledge of tools and and screws and all of right. that kind of stuff and terminology that you can actually do it. But you also have the attitude that you can do it. Right. Versus somebody who would like to watch the mm-hmm. YouTube video on how to fix their toilet. They don't have the confidence that they're going to be able to execute. Right. So sometimes, because I have the same... Uh, unfortunate sometimes bad thing where it's I can do that I can do plumbing and then I can watch the video and then I have to call the plumber here's that's the song that's the song we talked about here I am to save the day (laughs) and I think I can and then then my husband laughs at me because now we have to call a plumber exactly Uh, but but you know what 90% of the time I can fix it yeah so I'm okay on the 10% that I make a mistake I think it's it's for people to understand is is the old saying of What's the worst thing that can happen? Well, the worst things that can happen is you got to phone the plumber, but you're going to do that in the first place. So you might as well see if you can do it. I remember I had to, I, the dishwasher broke and I was, um, and I'd already had somebody fix it twice. And I was like, I am not spending all that money because the other time he was like, oh, there's a piece of broken glass in the thing and it cost me $200 to take it out. So I literally took apart the entire dishwasher got I got what I needed to do fixed and, and put it back together and I saved myself like 250 now um, I've talked about spending your time wisely and making sure that it's worth the effort right and so for me the the hour I was okay with because I wanted to accomplish it I wanted to be able to say yeah I can do this I am going to do this <laughs> so you know that makes a difference to to people's lives but I think the key for me is again always saying that, What's the worst thing that can happen? Well, and I think it also goes back to one of the biggest lessons, and I just told my son this the other day, the biggest lesson that I ever uh, received from my dad was always ask because the worst thing they're going to do is say no. Right. And you're no further ahead. Exactly. Because if you don't ask, it's a definite no. But if you ask, there's still an opportunity that somebody might say yes. Yeah. And I've used that and sometimes, you know, a lot of times, especially when I was young, it was a no. I'm like, well, I knew it was a no before I even asked, but then I get a yes and I'm like, really? Yeah. If I hadn't have asked, it wouldn't have done that. So it's exactly. it's an interesting 
philosophy, I guess, around taking that chance. Yeah. And just ask. It, it, it's, uh, it's um, I mean, I, I prefer to, for people to try and fail, right? Because most people that are successful, most of the people that you read about in the world that have all the money um, have generally failed at what they've tried to do more times than they've succeeded. So you fail, 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 and then eventually it works. And it's no different than whether you're fixing the toilet or launching a business. I mean, uh, personally, have I launched things that have failed? Oh, yeah. How about you? <laughs> yes. Yes. Many. <laughs> and so and so the beauty of that is you thought you could do it and you launched it and it didn't work. But what you did is gain this tremendous knowledge of what you did wrong or what you were lacking. And then you went back, you got the knowledge and then you rejigged things and you launched successfully. Well, isn't isn't it that you learn more from mistakes than you do from success? Absolutely. Like if you just if you were one of those fortunate people that you know launched something and it was successful, I generally call that luck <laughs> more than hard work. Now, some of you, I mean, some of you put the time and effort in and and worked at it, and and boom, it was successful. But I, I really don't know of one person um, that I've ever talked to in my life that hasn't failed at something. I think if they say that they haven't failed at something, I'm going to call them a liar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I think it's it's key that, I mean, you need to understand that you have to bet on yourself. That's it. You just have to bet on yourself because nobody else is. There's no one coming around to prop you up and say, oh, yeah. And if you need somebody to say, you can do this, you can do this, I think you're. it's a disservice to yourself. Absolutely. You know, I mean, even like if you go, I get it, people who go to personal trainers, it's fantastic because you're saying, oh, I can't do this myself, but I need some help. That's fine. Help is good. But at the end of the day, you still have to drive yourself there to go to the personal trainer, which means, in fact, you are betting on yourself. So people that say, oh, you know, you're just not good enough to work out on your own. Sure I am. But this forces me <laughs> to actually go do it, right? Well, I ha and going back to, I think you said this in one of the other episodes as well, is if one thing doesn't work, you have to try something different. Right. And it took me a really long time to realize that I wasn't a gym person <laughs> yes. because I thought it was a me thing. Yeah. I thought I was doing something wrong. All these people are going to the gym and they're working out. Why is this not working for me? It's not complicated. You show right. up, you work out, you leave. Um, and after trying about 15 million gyms, I realized, and I had to accept that about myself. And I went, you know what? I'm not a gym person, no. but there's lots of other opportunities out there yep. for me to work out and and become a part of a fitness community and, and places and all that kind of stuff that weren't a typical gym. Right. So then I had to go, you know what? It's not that I'm not worthy or that I'm not putting in the effort. That's just not a good thing fit for me. Exactly. So then I found something else and it is working. So I'm like, okay, so it's not that I'm willing to give up on myself. It's not that I'm not worthy or whatever the case may be, I'm not focused on it. I just had to realize that that particular solution wasn't for me. Right. And I think that's, I think we try to force that's whole, that whole concept of a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. We try to force it. And when it doesn't work, I've failed. Exactly. I actually no. And then that sometimes people prevent themselves from moving forward again. Cause you failed once you're like, I'm just not cut out for this. And you know, for those of you who are on the in uh, the online world and, and online marketing, which is, you know, one of the things I specialize in, a lot of people launch things and they realize that it, it failed. So they think I'm just not good at this. And then they drop everything that they've worked on for an entire year. And for most entrepreneurs, you have to understand that 
you know, you're climbing up that cliff slowly, 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 and you get to the top, and everyone usually quits just before they get to the top and go down the other side, which is the easy side. They quit at the very worst time because they've lost their confidence. And I think the key is really understanding that you can do something. You just have to stick with it and tweak it as you go along. But eventually, eventually you'll find your place. So, you know, if you if you don't know how to do something, look it up. Uh, it's amazing, right? Google is the truly my favorite place in the world <laughs> because you can find everything there. I learned absolutely everything um, um, that I generally do today online. And, uh, you know, boys and girls, I went to school, I have my MBA, but I can tell you that it is nothing in comparison to what I learned online just from searching for what I needed to to understand and learn on my own. So I now, now don't get all mad at me, you people who are in school, <laughs> okay? Because I did go, but I'm just saying that for a lot of people, the concept of, you know, going to higher education maybe isn't right for you because the truth is there's a lot of professions that you don't need a degree in unless you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or some, an engineer or something that you need specific training you know, you might not need to go to school for four years. You might be able to learn it online or go to school online because things are changing whether people want to accept it or not. And I believe that um, the whole concept of betting on yourself is so much easier these days because you don't have to go to a classroom where you're fearful of, oh, am I going to look stupid, right? You don't have to hire a coach that's too expensive. You don't have to do any of that because you can literally sit in your home on your computer. And if you don't have a computer, go to the library and use one for free. But be able to learn what it is that you need to to move forward. So I think that that's what you need to do. You need to bet on yourself because you have the ability and the only one holding you back is you and your old concepts from days gone by. So... What are we going to leave with today? You got some homework as usual. So number one is, are you betting on yourself or not? And if you're not so sure, what I want you to do is pick something you've always wanted to do or learn. Maybe it's speaking in public. Maybe it's um, writing a blog. Maybe it's um, going to the gym. Whatever it is, I want you to do something that you don't think you know how to do and then go learn it very simply and do it. Implement it this week. And once you implement it, you'll have an incredible amount of confidence to take the next step to do the next thing on your bucket list. Thanks for tuning in today. Go to callmekz.com and let me know what you want me to talk about or rant about or anything that's on your mind. And I will be sure to get to it. So don't forget to subscribe and I'll talk to you soon.